Hello, and welcome to the Mindset Manifestation Podcast with me, Christina Medina. I'm a positive action coach and manifestation blogger living in New York City. Join me for your massive dose of encouragement, mind shifts, and totally possible manifestation. Every episode is packed with tools to empower you to dream big and make it happen. We're all unique human beings here with amazing gifts just waiting to be realized. If no one has ever told you that, then you're so in the right place. Today is the day you start appreciating you. Hello, beautiful ladies. How are you today? Happy Monday. Happy just a few days away from Valentine's Day. So I want to tell you guys about a couple things that have happened recently, or maybe maybe just like one major thing, and then there's a couple things that come from that, including the subject of this podcast, which is all about manifesting a soulmate. Now, <laughs> this is a pretty big, um, pretty bold statement, right? Manifesting a, soul, a soulmate. I'm going to teach you how to do that. Um, and I'm going to teach you how to do it because I did it. And this is coming from a woman who made every damn mistake in the book when it came to picking the wrong guy. I was always picking, you know, the guy who was seriously wounded, the guy who was a narcissist, the guy who had a drinking problem, my first like real boyfriend um, in high school. And keep in mind, I was very... Um, straight edge, as they call it. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't go to parties in high school. I was all about athletics. And I was, I lettered on the debate team. So that gives you an idea of the kind of girl I was in high school. But um, my first boyfriend in high school, like real boyfriend, he was, uh, he just came out of drug rehab. So clearly I had a knack for picking out or a thing for bad boys when I was growing up. And it lasted well into my adult life and and into, well, not even that long ago. Um, and But I want to, let me just back up a minute. And I want to tell you about a workshop I had over the weekend and why I came up with this idea for this podcast. So I had a workshop over this weekend, and it was actually in my home with some amazing ladies I invited over. We had some sparkling rosé and hung out and went through kind of a, a test run of a program, a coaching program that I'm going to launch. And this was all about getting in alignment with your ideal client. You know, it's a uh, it's called the Client Alignment Reboot, and it's not out there yet. It's launching in like a week or two. Well, it's actually like two weeks, but anyway. So we had this like test run here in my place and, you know, some amazing professional ladies over here giving me their, their feedback and stuff. And one of the women that came, she actually wanted me to uh, talk about how I manifested my boyfriend, Jerry, who is like the most amazing guy in the world. And honestly, if I would have known like someone him, someone like him existed in the world, I would have never even bothered with all the, the people I was with before. You know, it's funny how you, you have that realization, but I'm telling you, it's, you really can manifest this person. And I absolutely manifested Jerry. I'm going to tell you guys how I did it. Um, but she said, why don't you, why don't you give relationship advice on how to manifest like your soulmate or manifest love? And at first I was like, I was thinking, I don't know that I really want to do that because 
I am focused more on business and manifesting clients and taking your business to um, the next level and just getting you where you want to be and getting you know working on your sense of worthiness, working on your sense of um, of what your self-value and your self-love and all these things attribute to a more abundant business. These are the things that I had to implement in my life to take me from where I was, you know, just five years ago to where I am now or where I, where I initially jumped. I mean, I've been in this, I've been here. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that where these are the things, these are the tools that I use in the mindset uh, practices that I use to get me to where I am now in my career and make me successful in real estate. So anyway, I've been really focused on that business aspect because I'm like, oh, I know so many women in business. I know so many female entrepreneurs, you know, that work in real estate. I really want to help them take the take their business to the next level. And there's so many spiritual entrepreneurs and even people in sales, especially and in real estate are actually very spiritual people. So my focus initially when getting into, you know, this podcast and the in launching my coaching program and everything was to help women in this particular industry. But the truth is when you're working on, you know, manifesting clients and taking your business to the next level, you are still working on yourself. Like that's like the secondary thing, right? I mean, it's really not the secondary thing because it is truly the primary thing that you really need to work on. By working on yourself and your vibration, you work on your level of attractiveness, right? Your level of attraction to whatever it is you're seeking, which is clearly on a different, like if, if you're not in alignment with immediate with it immediately, you have to get yourself into alignment with it. So in order to get yourself into alignment with something of a higher vibration, you have to work on your inner stuff, right? You have to work on your sense of worthiness, uh, sense of deserving. You have to get clear on what it is you want, you know, what it is you're willing to put up with, what you're not willing to put up with, you know. And again, I mean, it's really, it comes down to really simple things. It comes down to a sense of deserving, a sense of worthiness, your ability to love yourself and care for yourself, you know, and take care of your needs and your ability to connect to your intuition. So this is what makes a successful business, but this is also what makes you able to attract your soulmate. So I'm like, let's do it. It's Valentine's Day or it's almost Valentine's Day. And I know a lot of people are feeling like how I've felt on past Valentine's Day, mixed feelings like, you know, I'll have a friend's Valentine's Day or I'll have a Valentine's Day with myself or I think this holiday is stupid and it's just about selling cards and flowers and getting people to book, you know, expensive dinner packages or something. And there is that aspect to it. But it's also just such a really beautiful holiday if you think about it. I mean, if you are if you are the kind of person to appreciate your soulmate, your partner every day, it's just kind of nice like one day where everybody is coming together and kind of like this communal sort of vibe of love and appreciation for their partner. And certainly, certainly you could apply that appreciation to yourself too. It doesn't have to be just your partner, but you know, it could be self-love. So in honor of Valentine's Day, da, 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 I am going to teach you how to manifest your soulmate. So if you do not have a pen and paper, go get it right now or pause this. I am actually having some red wine, which is 
very rare, but I'm like, I'm going to treat myself to a glass of red wine. So I'm sipping some wine. I'm going to have a drink of this lovely, I don't know what it is. It's something fancy that Jerry bought. Um, he's the wine and food person. I'm just the one who gets to enjoy it. So I don't, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> but anywho, I'm going to have a sip. Go get your pen and paper. That's delicious. Okay, so now let's get to business, ladies. So the first thing I want to say is when you are trying to manifest a soulmate, you need to get clear on the person you are trying to attract, man or woman that you're trying to attract. So what I did in my super somewhat organized yet very unorganized fashion was I created an Excel spreadsheet because I mean, talk about getting clear. And this Excel spreadsheet I want you to create, you could even draw it on a piece of paper, but I just like having it in Excel because then I could update it or change it or whatever as um, I saw fit. But I, you want to get your spreadsheet, okay, or your piece of paper, and I want three columns, okay? The first column I want you to have must have, okay? These are your absolute must have, like no compromises, okay? And for example, I don't think, oh yeah, I'm gonna pause this for one minute because I'm going to, I'm gonna find my spreadsheet. Oh yeah, I found it. Okay, so I have to apologize because I was not going to do this podcast and I'm not kidding, something just told me to, to make this podcast. So clearly it's for someone special out there. I'm gonna help you find this person. So I wanna hear, I wanna hear about the results, okay? Cause we were, I was going to do a podcast on, like five steps to raise your vibration, which I'll, I'll just do that next week. But I just felt called, like right as I was pouring this glass of wine, like da-da-da-da-da, I'm going to get ready and go report, record my podcast. Something inside of me said, tell the ladies about your spreadsheet. So my spreadsheet is called Soulmate Manifestation List. And um, I made a little quote at the top, or I wrote a little quote. It said, we will make love an art and we will love like artists. And that's a quote from Marianne Williamson, which I don't know if you guys know this, but she's uh, potentially running for president. So I love me some Marianne Williamson, just a beautiful person who really changed my perception of what love, like a loving relationship and loving partnership should be. So if you are not familiar with her, I highly recommend checking her out. She's got amazing resources online. Uh, just a beautiful person. Okay. So back to the spreadsheet. So let me move this. I'm going to shift this around a little bit. Here we go. We're all set up. So again, I wasn't prepared for this, but I'm so glad that I, I have my soulmate manifestation spreadsheet ready um, or quick to, quick to find. Okay. So first column, must-haves. So I want you to list out some things that this person must have. I'm just going to say him because it says he on mine because I was wanting to attract a man, but you may be wanting to attract a lady. Um, but regardless, list your must-haves. So mine are, just to give you some examples, <laughs> he loves me unconditionally. He must be available physically and emotionally. He is a nice man. He's between the ages of 34 and 41. Now, I want you to keep in mind, I wrote this list in 2010, so I was eight years younger, wow. Okay, or nine, almost nine years, yeah. 
Actually, I think this was a 2011. So anyway, oh, it was. Oh my God, I put a date on it. My soulmate manifestation list for April 19th, 2011. Oh, isn't that great? I love myself. I love my foresight. Okay, because I knew I was going to go back and read this list someday. And so yeah, put a, t put a stamp on it. Put a date on it, okay? Because I want you to come back to this someday and be like, oh my God, because that's exactly what happened to me with this list. Um, my friend Anver Sluice and I were doing a Facebook Live uh, workshop sort of chat event thing, and this came up, and um, and I was reading through it, and we were talking about it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is Jerry. Okay, so anyway, must be the between the ages of 34 and 41. So granted, this was like almost 10 years ago, which would put Jerry right at Jerry's 51. So it put him right at 51. All right, uh, or well, not 51, he would have been 41 then. Okay, so taller than me, six foot two minimum. Jerry is six foot four. Creative, Jerry is so creative. He is the best cook, uh, at home chef. He gets so creative with the ingredients. I'm not, I just make food to kind of like satisfy me and whatever, you know, it's just like based on nutrition or something like that. It's not creative in any way. <laughs> I try to be, but Jerry is the one who thinks, oh, what if we put this in it? Or what if we threw raisins in this or something, you know, like very creative. He's also very creative with our home and he always take, takes things up to another level. Like he helped me decorate my office. So warm, kind, friendly, sincere, honest, trustworthy, loving, affectionate, giving, intelligent, and funny. That is Jerry, my best friend. That is absolutely Jerry. He's my best friend. He likes to read. He's committed to his own self-improvement. He sets goals and fulfills them. He's a passion. He's passionate about what he does. He wants the best. Uh, he can. He wants to be the best he can be. He works hard, but does not beat himself up. Things go don't go perfectly. He knows the journey is often the best part. He loves to cook beautiful, healthy food. That's on here, and that is my Jerry. He's not afraid to dance with me. That's Jerry. When he's with me, he's fully present. He hugs, kisses, caresses me often. He tells me I'm beautiful. So I have a long list of these characteristics. And I mean, there's only a, a couple things. Oh, we talk things out. Insecurity, anger, all of it. We are committed to each other as well as working through things together. Basically, this is a summary of my values, like what I value in a relationship and a man who embodies these values. So these are my must-haves. I mean, the only thing related to physical was like I was looking for someone within my age range. Jerry and I are, what are we, like six, six or seven years apart, and I was looking for someone taller than me. I, I do not hold someone's height against them. I've definitely had boyfriends that were shorter than me, and I had no issues with that. But I just wanted to be, for my life partner, I wanted to be with someone taller than me. So that was a requirement. Um, then the second column, the one in the middle, where the would like to have. So these are the things that he doesn't have to have, but boy, it would be nice, right? That would be fun. So at the time, I was like, you know, it's New York, you meet a lot of people from all over the place. And so at the time I was like, Ooh, I want to marry, I want to manifest a soulmate or whatever from another country, you know? So I was like, Oh, maybe he'll be French or maybe he'll be Italian or something. Jerry is from Queens. I, and I never thought I would end up with a guy from New York. Um, I don't know why I just, I remember when I first moved here, I was like, Oh, this accent is so funny, but I actually love it now. I love the New York accent. And that is one of my favorite things with Jerry is his accent. He's from Queens. 
And it's just so great. His parents are originally from Sicily, so he's almost from another country. Um, but he was born and raised here in New York. Um, he has a sailboat yacht, and he uses it. We, t- we take many trips. Okay, Jerry doesn't have a sailboat yacht yet, uh, but he does know how to sail, and we do take many trips, but not on his yacht. Not yet. Um, he's passionate about music, dance, going to the symphony, opera, contemporary, just like eccentric collection of uh, eccentric taste when it comes to music. Jerry really likes music, but we have not gone to see the New York Philharmonic yet, but he would totally, he was, he, we talked and he's down for it. So I just need to get the tickets. Um, a connection to Southern California and New York. I'm not really sure what I meant by that. But anyway, I'm taking too much time going over these things, I just realized. But Jerry and I, here's the irony. Before I met Jerry, no joke, I was on the verge. I was going to move to California. I was so close. I was manifesting, working for a developer in LA. I had my vision board. I was taking all the right steps and doing all the right things, and I felt it coming, but there was something inside of me, and then I was offered a different position with this top developer in New York, and I was like, you know what? LA will be there. I'm going to take this position, and I felt like it was the right thing, and boom, you know, Two years later, not even two years later, a year later, I meet Jerry, who was also considering moving to L.A. right around the same time. So, woo, kind of weird, but kind of perfect and kind of not weird because that's how things happen. Lastly, your last column, will not tolerate, okay? These are the deal breakers, and you need to put them on paper, my dear, because this is the kind of crap, and I get really passionate about this, I almost said shit, but this is kind of shit, I'm gonna say it, that women will time and time again compromise themselves on. I have said so many times, okay, I'm not gonna date another guy who's like this, or I'm not gonna do this, you know, emotionally unavailable, that was my guy, that was my top guy right there. I was always picking the emotionally unavailable men who had problems and did not want to get too close to any women, you know, get close to a, a particular woman, particularly me. And uh, and the reason why is you attract what you are. And I, at that time, did not want to face my crap, you know. I didn't want to, I was okay with hiding, you know, away and, and escaping, you know, into this sort of relationship with these unavailable men because it kept me distracted. Like then it allowed me to uh, fix them or prove my worthiness to them. You know, all those things, you know, just try, oh, maybe I could try harder. Maybe I can prove myself more. Maybe I can love more or something, you know, and then maybe they'll love me back. So that is, if you're doing that, forget it. Like drop it now. Please listen to me. I wasted so many years of my life trying to make some man love me. And I look back, it was all for something because you know what? If I'm making this podcast right now and if this podcast helps some woman out there find their soulmate because they get to hear me ranting and going on about how you can't tolerate this stuff and you need to really identify and define what your must-haves are, what you would like to have and what you will not absolutely will not tolerate put it down on paper, if she does that and it works, then then you know what? Maybe all this this stuff was worth it. You know, maybe all this heartbreak was worth it. It certainly was worth it because you know what? It takes the contrast, it takes the rainy day to appreciate the sunshine. 
takes all those crappy relationships to realize like what a gem I have in, in my Jerry for sure. Because that guy is amazing. And I love you, Jerry. <laughs> I doubt he'll hear this, but maybe he does listen to his podcast sometimes. So, okay. My babies, my loves, my beautiful ladies. Now, write down what you will not tolerate. For me, it was abuse of drugs and alcohol. I didn't mind if someone who, someone would have the occasional drink, but I was not into like drug abuse, alcohol abuse, any kind of dependencies. I was not into party boys. And boy, there's a lot of them in New York. But there are a lot of really great guys in New York. I'm telling you, ladies who are in New York City, there are wonderful guys here. You're just looking in the wrong place and you're not in alignment with them. That's your problem. Okay? Someone that abuses his body. That could be a number of things, right? Workaholic is on here. A negative perfectionist. Someone that can't enjoy life for the moment who's never happy with himself. Someone who uses prostitutes, that was a definite deal breaker for me. Someone with porn addiction, you know, someone who used porn, someone who was a smoker, you know, I was really, those are like the main things, you know, I was, I was not into someone who was going to abuse their body and be disrespectful um, to themselves as well as, you know, I was, I'm not into porn, guys who use porn or guys who use prostitutes, (laughs) There are good guys out there, you know, so these were my absolutely will not tolerate. It's not like I ran into a bunch of guys that were like that, but um, you never know. And I just wanted to put it on there that was like, we will not tolerate this. Okay, so will not tolerate. Um, there was something I was just going to tell you. Negative. Oh, okay. So do you remember when I told you if you didn't put down your will not tolerate, like how women will compromise their will not tolerates they'll think oh I don't want to do this but then when they get in this situation they start compromising they start compromising their values do not do this I did this I compromised my value I got into a relationship with someone shortly you know there was another relationship that followed this in 2013 and I lost myself again I lost myself in this relationship it was my final test three years in this relationship, put me through the ringer. The man ended up being an alcoholic. And um, I've talked about it before on this podcast, so I'm not going to get into the details of it. But he also had two little girls, and I loved those little girls. And it was it was like I had a hard time choosing myself over those girls because I felt like I had to stay and take care of them. But the point of this is, is that I got myself into... A situation where I compromised my values. I compromised my will not tolerates. And I got myself into that situation. Granted, it didn't start off like that. It evolved into that. But I got myself into that situation nonetheless. And and I had to learn my lesson from that. Now, once you have this list... I want you to put it somewhere where you're going to see it. And I want you to remind yourself. That's why I say put it somewhere where you can see it. I want you to be reminded as often as you can, whether it's every day, you know, you're putting it somewhere in your kitchen and you're like sipping on your tea or whatever, you know, and you're reading through your, what you're looking for. Um, But I want you to put it somewhere where you're going to see it, where you're going to, you're going to visit this this uh, soulmate manifestation list. 
because it's really important that who you're looking for, the qualities of this person that you're looking for stays at the forefront of your mind so you can recognize him, right? There's another level to this though, and this is the meditation part. And this is really, really key because I had some crazy meditations with this. And what you want to do, oops, sorry, that was the wine glass. What you want to do is you want to get yourself into a relaxed position. I'm one of those people that I can pop in and out of a meditation pretty quick. So I don't have to spend a lot of time breathing. I have a really vivid imagination so I can jump into a meditation like at the drop of a hat. But take a minute to get comfortable if you're not that kind of person and light some candles, put on some nice soothing music, not, no words, soothing music, because you don't want words from someone else to influence your meditation. You know, you're, it's actually really more of a visualization that you're doing, less of a meditation. Um, lights, soothing music, or sorry, not lights, dim the lights light your candle and put on some soothing music. And now that you've created this list, I want you to take a moment to not picture this man necessarily, because I don't want you to get stuck on a face on what this man looks like, okay? I want you to almost see and feel like this guy's aura, if you can do that, or the feeling that this guy's giving off. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine yourself walking into a room. So you're in this room and it's all dark. You can't see anything, but you feel like it's okay. And you're not scared. You're not worried about being in a dark room. And you're not weird. You're not, you don't feel weird about like the sensory deprivation of not knowing what's in front of you or behind you. But what you can do is you can feel that someone is in that room right? You feel, you feel the presence of another person in there. And you know, it's, it's a person that you maybe have known before, maybe in another life, or you just feel like, like, you know, this person for some reason, you can sense their energy. And it feels like it feels very familiar. So you're standing there and you feel the presence of another person and you call out like who's there and you hear a voice of someone answer and it's the person you're trying to manifest. So I want you to get into a conversation with this person. Ask them about, ask him, him or her. I'm just going to, for the sake of me being a woman and what I did to attract Jerry, I'm just going to say him. Um, but you know, obviously you could, it could be a man or a woman, but I'm just going to say him. So you ask him about himself, like, who are you? And, and what is your life like? You know, what kinds of things do you like to do? You know, do you enjoy your life? So I want you to start a conversation with him and I want you to just get to know him. You can't, you still can't see him, but you can feel his presence there. And you can feel his energy. What you're doing right now with having this kind of like energy exchange with this person is you're meeting them on like the, the energetic field, the spiritual plane. And I did this meditation and I want you to 
practice this a few times. You can come out of the meditation now. I just wanted to bring you into it briefly because what you're going to do next, I can't guide you. This is going to be all you, babe. You're going to get into this dark room with him. <laughs> I just realized how funny that sounds. You're going to get into this dark room with him and you're going to get into conversations with him and you're going to connect with him. And you're going to discover who this person is. You're, you're, you're going to visit him often. And you are going to get to know him and get a real familiar feeling with him. On, you know, So that way when you do meet him, you're going to recognize his energy. right? And you guys are laughing. You guys can tell jokes. You know, whatever. I mean, as, as deep as you can get into this visualization exercise and as often as you can visit it, I was very lonely for a long time and I would visit this this visual sorry I can't talk. I would visit this visualization exercise often and a couple times it got crazy. Like there were there was one particular time where I was practicing this visualization. It was at night before I went to bed and I am not joking, but I felt the presence of this person with me, like lying next to me in bed. I am not joking. I know it sounds crazy, but I swear to God, I felt it. And it was, it, I have to admit, it was like, it made me a little sad for a moment because I really like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to cry thinking about this because I just remember thinking like, when are you going to get here already? Like, I need you in my life. Like, I'm taking care of myself and I'm doing all this stuff to make my life better and to make myself better so I'm ready to meet you. But I just, I can't wait any longer. Please, let's do this soon. You know, let's meet. <laughs> and these are the conversations that I would have with him. And I really honestly believe that you are, you are connecting with this man or this woman on the spiritual plane. You really are. You, your souls are talking to each other. And I am a true believer in soul contracts. I do believe that before we come to this earth, we make agreements with each other to be part of each other's lives, to help each other, to help, help us grow and help us in, in all sorts of ways. Like whether it's growth, whether it's challenges that pushes us to growth, or whether it's just for support and for love. You know, I really do believe that this is, this is true. And I would love, you know what, I want to get someone on this podcast to talk about that because um, they could speak more intelligently to it. But I do really believe that. And I believe with this visualization, I was having a conversation with Jerry. And if he heard me talking about this, <laughs> he would probably think it's a little weird, but Jerry is by far, he's not, he is not, uh, he's a spiritual person, but he's not on the level that I am. There's a lot of things that are very woo-woo with me. Like I've got crystals all over our apartment. And I would say that's not really his thing, um, but he is totally respectful of my belief system and it works for us because I feel like in his own way, in his own time, he's opening up to things. You know, I almost got him to go to a sweat lodge <laughs> in Tulum last year. So I'm going to keep working on him with that. But anyway, this is not, this podcast is not all about Jerry and I. It's about getting you someone, getting yourself into this kind of relationship like Jerry and I. So this podcast is going to be a little long, um, but there's a little bit more that I want to tell you. 
And it comes to, okay, so you're, you've got your list, your manifestation, your soulmate manifestation list. You've got your visualization exercise where you're meeting this man on the spiritual plane. You can't see who he is, but you can sense him. You can feel his aura. You can have conversations with him and you can, you can actually connect with him on the spiritual plane. Okay, so you've got that visualization exercise. The next thing I need for you to do is I need for you to do some kind of cord cutting meditation where you're releasing all those men that, or women, you know, all those relationships that you've been in before, you're releasing them. Now you can do it a number of ways. I'm going to give you a quick visualization exercise that I did that was very powerful for me. I imagine I was sitting in the room with all my old boyfriends, all the guys, okay? They were all in the room and I let each one of them go. I was like, thank you for, oh, it's like the Ariana Grande, you know, song. So you're like thanking them for being in your life, for teaching you something. And, but now it's time for them to leave. It's time for them to go. And you release all those past lovers from your life because if you are manifesting your soulmate you really truly need to release the old lovers because I'm telling you it's like a block it's like a, a cock block for your energy for your soulmate energy it really is and sorry I'm saying all kinds of bad words and, and nasty things on this Valentine's Day podcast <laughs> well the Monday before Valentine's Day but anyway there I used to think that I could be close friends with exes, but honestly, I don't want to say that you can't be friends with them, but you can't be the same kind of close. I feel like if if you are the same kind of close, maybe you need to look at the kind of relationship that you have. Maybe there's still more in your relationship that you don't want to let go of, and that's why you have to be super close. You can be friends to a point, you know, you can be respectful of each other, but if you're going to be like super tight with your ex, you have to know that that's going to be some energy that's going to block you from receiving this new new energy into your life, okay? This new love into your life. Because when you are trying to uh, align with someone, someone uh, a soulmate of a higher vibration, that, that energy will not get into an alignment with you or you won't be able to get into alignment with it if you still have some some residual energy remaining from a past lover. Do you get what I'm saying? Like... You got to clear it away, clear it away. So that was the like kind of cord cutting or um, releasing of ex-lovers. And I would just walk, watch them one at a time go out of the room. I would thank them, you know, for their time, thank them for, you know, what they gave me and, and tell them that it was, it's time for them to go now. Thank you. And then let them go. Okay. So then you want to get rid of, get rid of the exes, right? Release them. Do the visualization exercise. The other thing is really fun because then I want you to just like love yourself, okay? I want you to really take time to dive in and understand what it is to love and honor yourself because there is no way I would have ever been able to get into vibrational alignment with someone like Jerry who loves and respects himself until I was able to get into a, a vibrational place of loving and respecting myself. Okay, so that's working on your sense of worthiness, working on your sense of deserving, realizing that you have something beautiful and amazing to give, figuring out who the woman is that you want to be. Like, who do you want to be? 
who is this woman you want to be in this relationship? You know, is she going to be jealous? Is she going to be insecure? No, she's not because a high vibrational relationship does not have room for jealousy and insecurity. A high vibrational relationship is about communication. It's about realizing you love the other person just as much as you love yourself. So why would you want to play games and hurt the other person? right? Because by hurting that person, you're hurting yourself, you're hurting your relationship. And that other person, it's the same situation with you. This is not a person who's going to play with your heart, who's going to play with, play games with you, who's going to try to make you jealous, who would ever want to see you cry. This was something that always bothered me with my boyfriends in the past. They would, if I got my feelings hurt by something they did and they saw me crying, they would just let me cry. And I remember asking like, how can you let me cry over something like this? Like, how is this okay with you? Because I know that if I saw you crying, you were hurt by something that happened, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be okay with just building up a wall and shutting down and letting me be in pain, you know? And I wouldn't be okay with doing the same to you. So that is not high vibrational love. So you got to think, who are you? How are you going to like grow up and grow into this higher vibrational woman worthy of attract, attracting and getting into alignment with the high vibrational soulmate, okay? Because again, you attract what you are. So you have to then do your visualization, visualization exercise about who is this ideal version of you? Who is the woman you want to be? You want to sit with that woman. You want to study that woman. You want to see the way she moves. You want to see the way she dresses. You want to see the way she eats, you know? What does she do? Does she exercise? Does she go to Pilates? Does she do this? How does she fix her hair? Does she like to wear perfume? What does she smell like? Have fun with this because this is like... This is a woman you should be obsessed with, right? You should be obsessed with, like healthy obsession, with who this beautiful woman is you're stepping into, okay? Who is this ideal version of yourself? The ideal version of yourself is not playing games. She's not insecure. She knows her value. She knows her worth. She can recognize when a guy is going to play games with her. She sees when she's being manipulated and she doesn't have time for any of that crap, right? Because that's not a high vibrational relationship. She wouldn't even entertain it. It's almost amusing to her. And she realizes what's going on and she's just like, you're cute, but move on, <laughs> right? When I started getting into this practice, it was so funny because I did meet, universe is always throwing you tests. I did meet some guys who were like so cute, you know, they were younger, they were cute, but it was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not interested. I know the man that I am looking for. I know that we're going to get into vibrational alignment. I know who he is. I can feel him. And it's just a matter of time. I even had this mantra for him, which actually I got from um, this psychic that I used to email. Her name was Meredith. She was amazing, and she lives in Florida. But she was telling me that the guide saw, like if I kept getting stuck on these men that were not worthy of me and like wasting my time with them, I'm going to miss out on my on my my true like soulmate. I think she called him the, uh, the Knight of Swords or the the knight of swords or the king of air or something. She used tarot cards with that. But anyway, 
And she said that my guys, my spiritual guys were waving like a golden urn in front of me. And I couldn't see it as long as I was messing with that. And I knew that the golden urn existed because I visited him many times in my visualization exercise. I sensed him. I felt him. So whenever I was feeling down, I would be like the golden urn, the golden urn. And that's the power of mantras, you know, like that saying the golden urn took me out of any kind of sad feeling. So I was like, ooh, the golden urn, the golden urn, you know, the golden urn is in the future. You know, he's coming to me. I'm going to find my golden urn. And by the way, I never told Jerry the story about the, oh wait, no, no, no. I said, take that back. I did tell him about the golden urn, but I kept it so brief. I don't even think he remembers it, but, um, the golden urn. Oh, I love this story. So some of my close girlfriends know about it. I didn't tell too many people, but speaking of the golden urn. So I, after I ended my last, like really troubling relationship, I went through, like, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to like not drink alcohol. I'm going to work out and I'm going to, um, I am going to just not date. And then when I'm ready, when I feel like I've cleared away a lot of this negative crap. And again, ladies, y'all do this way too much. You jump from one relationship to another. Got to take some time in the middle. You got to take some time to release the crap from the last relationship. Because if you are truly into manifestation and you get it, like it really makes sense to you now, you need to step away from the other relationship. Give yourself some time to heal. Get yourself back into a healthy, high vibration so you don't attract another person who's just like your ex because you're still in that vibration. Get it? I mean, it makes total sense. Stop doing it. Take the time for yourself. I can't even tell you how many girlfriends I've told like after they broke up with someone or someone broke up with them or someone cheated on them or whatever after a relationship. I told them, just go to yoga, eat some healthy food, write in a journal and take care of yourself. Just focus on you. Go to yoga, take care of yourself. Do that for a little while and see how you feel. You know, Don't get into the going out and finding someone else to occupy your time. You need to actually spend more time alone at home You know, with your thoughts, with who you are, connecting to yourself, connecting to the higher version of yourself so you can raise your vibration, okay? So I was, that was six months. And then I'm like, you know what? By May, I'm going to start dating. So by Memorial Day, May, I got on Bumble and I was like, okay, you know, I went out on, (laughs) this is really funny. So my first Bumble date, there was one picture. I mean, I was like, you know, I remember when Tinder was out, I was on Tinder briefly, you know, but I didn't really do that. And then I got in a relationship and then Bumble came out and then six months after my ex and I split up, it was, this was like May of 2016. I am on Bumble, or not 2016, 2017. Yes. Gosh, what am I thinking? 2017. I was on Bumble and my very first Bumble date, the guy had one picture and I learned quickly that that is not a good choice. (laughs) And you know what was really funny? It was one picture and he had glasses on. (laughs) But I don't know what it was. I just thought, eh, why not? So I met this guy and we met in the West Village at a wine bar. And this guy ended up being like, he was drinking so much wine so fast. He got completely wasted on our date within 45 minutes. And I remember just sitting there like, 
oh my God, you know? And the whole time I was just thinking like, okay, I'm just going to go meet this guy and see how it goes. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to look cute, you know? And I met him and I was like, okay, first of all, not what I pictured, but that's okay. Cause maybe this person is really good on the inside, but then he ended up being like a total drunk, you know? And I just feel like, you know, that's very disrespectful. And so, you know, I listened to him. I had some conversations with them. The bartender felt very sorry for me. He kept giving me um, sparkling water because I just came off of a cleanse also for a month. So I wasn't ready to drink alcohol yet. And I was just drinking like all this sparkling mineral water. And finally I was like, I think it was about 30 or 45 minutes into it. I was like, well, it was really nice to meet you. I think I'm going to go now. And he was drunk at that point. He was like, he did thank me. He was like, you're a very nice person. Thank you so much for listening to me. And so it wasn't, you know, I laughed and I felt good about myself because I gave it a shot. You know, it wasn't what I thought it would be, but um, I was also respectful of another human being and respectful of myself to be like, okay, I'm out. So that was my first um, bubble date. The second one was another guy, which seemed to be interesting, but I also kind of felt like it was kind of a similar situation to what I was already in. So it was like, for some reason, I guess that probably felt familiar or something like that. And that didn't exactly work out either because it, it wasn't, I, I don't know, it was just kind of a strange thing. So I went on a few more dates and then Memorial weekend, that was that, I went on like power, this was like a power dating weekend for me because I was like, in the, in the vein of overachievement, as I usually kind of go into, you know, as I kind of strive towards or kind of not by natural default is what I'm thinking of. Um, I naturally default to overachievement. Um, I booked like three or four dates that week (laughs) weekend. So then I went out on another date and, um, went out with this other guy and he seemed kind of interesting and we were in a similar industry and, I, I had a good time with him, but he still had a little bit of that kind of bad boy thing, you know, and, but it was like, oh, but he's an adult man. And so he doesn't really seem, you know, he seems like he's got it together. You know, he's got a great job and all this kind of stuff, you know, and he was fun. And I actually laughed a lot with him. And for like a month, we saw each other on a regular basis. And I was actually thinking about asking him, he was going on a trip. He said he was going to Europe for a couple weeks or a week or something. And he was very kind of like secretive about all the details, you know, and he was going to three places or something like that. He was going to Spain and somewhere else, a couple other places. And I'm like, oh, are you going with your friends? You know, and he's like, oh no, I'm going alone. So that was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but all right, I've traveled alone myself. So no judgment. I've done a lot of traveling alone. So I was like, okay. And, um, I remember, um, the Friday before he left, he, he said he was going to text me or something while he was away or reach out to me, but he never did. And a week went by and I was like, this is really weird. And then it was strange. And I, something intuitively told me that this guy was with someone else, you know, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious. And, you know, I would say that it, it kind of bothered me because I felt like, oh, you know, I, I really liked him, but it was, you know, what was good because I didn't really jump into it with him. So I kept a healthy distance. And even though I really liked him and I, I, I was actually thinking about talking to him about like seeing each other more to see if it could be something more serious. I still felt like I was approaching this relationship in a very responsible way or not relationship, but this potential relationship in a very responsible way where I was still being careful of my heart. So then he comes back and I find out through a text that he ended up 
meeting someone uh, or he could no longer see me and that he wished me well and that um, he got involved with someone else while he was on his trip, a.k.a. he went on the trip with someone else and I guess it became more serious. So whatever, you know, and I have to admit I was kind of pissed when I got this text because I felt like, okay, I would never text break up with someone, but maybe this is the way people are and it seems acceptable. Maybe he didn't really see it as like, you know, I was thinking a respectful person. We had mutual um, acquaintances like in our industry. So I didn't think he would be that disrespectful, but whatever, you know, because the point is I look back on it now and I'm like, whatever, you know, and I had to have that approach too, because I was like, you know what, this is not all for nothing. And I have to keep going. I have to keep dating. And I kept telling myself the golden urn, the golden urn, the golden urn, the golden urn, you know, and also the psychic was saying like, this guy's an old school gentleman and this and that, you know, she was describing this man. And I was like, I remember when I got this description, I was like, well, that doesn't sound like the guy that I was dating, but you know, maybe it's someone else, you know? And I think that, you know, I also just kind of felt like, okay, well, you know what? I mean, this guy wasn't exactly perfect. So not a huge loss. So anyway, I kept focusing on the golden urn. And then I went on one more date and I just happened to be like one day I was like, ah, maybe I'll get back on Bumble again. And this was like a month later and I got on Bumble and I saw this guy who just looked like the sweetest guy in the world and he was cute and he looked tall and we connected and then shortly after we had a drink and had some dinner and then it was just like, and then it just like, I don't know, we just hit it off. It was perfect. It was perfect immediately. And I was like, this guy's great. And we had our first kiss and da 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 and the rest is history. So, and now we live together. But ladies, I'm telling you, there's ways to manifest your soulmate. It's really, it's not even manifesting. It's just more connecting on a vibrational level on the spiritual plane with your soulmate and then getting yourself into alignment so you open up and are ready to meet him. So I hope this podcast gave you some hope, gave you some inspiration and gave you some techniques. I 100% believe that if you do everything that I said, you will manifest your soulmate. You will. I 100% believe it. Now, how fast you manifest your soulmate is up to you because that's based on your paradigms and your belief system. Like how much do you believe you're worthy and how ready are you for it? Because when I manifested Jerry, when we finally met, I was ready. I was like, enough with these schmoes. And that's a Jerry word, (laughs) a schmo. Enough with these schmoes. I'm ready for a real man, you know? And I got my Jerry and... And the rest is history. So, eh, hap, yep, sorry. I was going to say happy Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day early, ladies. We've got, what is today? Well, by the time you hear this, it will be the 11th. So in just a few days, it will be Valentine's Day. So I'm sending you so much love from New York City. So many hugs, so many kisses, so many, I know you, I feel you, I know what you're going through. If you are trying to manifest someone, if you're in a relationship that's hard and troubling, and if you're if you're having thoughts about leaving it, maybe it's something you should think about, honestly, because are you both honoring each other? Is there, sometimes people need just a break to like regroup and, and focus on you know, get the focus back on, on themselves and getting themselves into a better place, you know, or if you're out there looking, focus on yourself, go to yoga, eat healthy food, all those things that I told my girlfriend, 
but definitely make your um, soulmate manifestation spreadsheet <laughs> and practice the visualization exercise where you're seeing yourself in a dark room, but you can feel and sense your soulmate is there with you and you're talking and you're exchanging and you're feeling all the feelings, right? You're feeling all the good vibes from him and you're getting familiar with the feeling of him, right? So when you do meet him, it's it's not like he's a stranger at all. It's like you know him and it's like you found your best friend and I'm gonna get teary-eyed um, because that's exactly how it was when I met Jerry, but I was working on this manifestation for a while. But you know, when I finally got to the point where I valued myself, which was just... I mean, it was like a month. It was rapid because I hit this point. It was like I was going through stages, boom, 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 one thing at a time that kept elevating me and kept elevating me and kept pushing me to realize my self-worth and pushing me to realize that there was someone better for me. And, and those are the things that I'm talking about. Oh, and also I had some music that I would listen to. That's another fun one. Okay, and then I'm ending this. But last tip, get some songs I used to listen to songs that would sing about the kind of person they wanted to love. And I would think, like, I would position myself from the person singing the song about wanting love, right? About singing about this person that they love and how much they love this person. But don't do that. I want you to find songs where the guy is singing about how much he loves a woman. And I want you to imagine that that guy, or not that guy, but that the, the person, your, your soulmate, is singing that song about you. Okay, so for example, Drake, Make Me Proud with Nicki Minaj. That song was, I would listen to that and I would be like, I would hear Drake saying, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I can't say, but he would say that and you got to hear that song. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. But I would listen to that song and I would imagine the guy that I was with saying, I'm so proud of you, you know, like just singing those lyrics to me. And I would just picture that, um, that he was the man that I was trying to manifest was so proud of me that he would look at me and he would just think, wow, she's amazing. She's been through the ringer. She's been through the fire and look at her. She shines, you know, she's done so much with her life. Like these are the things, these are the thoughts that I wanted him to feel. Like I wanted him to, um, see me and think, wow, she's amazing. Like she really just blows me away. <laughs> okay. I found it. So here's a clip. Oh yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I had to share that clip with you, but that's what I'm talking about. Like you could get some music and on your commute or whatever, listen to this music and just like imagine like your amazing soulmate like singing this song to you. This is how they feel about you. It's no longer how you feel about, oh, I wanna be in love or I'm in love with this person. It's all about you, babe. This soulmate is like, this is what the soulmate is feeling about you. And I'm not telling, I'm not joking. Jerry, he's always telling me how proud he is of me. So, and it's amazing feeling. All right, there you go, ladies. 
Good luck to you. Let me know how things go. I am sending all this love and good vibes to you from New York. I know you got this. You deserve the love. Now you just got to believe that you deserve it, okay? Love you so much. So much love and kisses. Twice the kisses from New York City in honor of Valentine's Day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to share it with someone. Sharing is caring after all, and I want to positively impact the lives of as many people as possible. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram at Mindset Manifestation. And lastly, it would mean so much to me if you could take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review. Your review helps other people find this podcast. All right, guys, until next time, sending you big love from New York City.